How's everyone today? Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to worship. Uh, my name is Ben Dudley, and I'm the community pastor here at University Baptist Church in Waco. And uh, I have the honor today of introducing our guest speaker. Uh, his name is Edward Simiu, and he's from Nairobi, Kenya. And I've had the pleasure of knowing Edward for the last four years. It's kind of a funny story how we got to meet. I was in Nairobi um, at a conference at a seminary, and we were all visiting. And I sat next to a man named Edward. Um, but it wasn't this Edward. It was a different man named Edward. And so we, we had to visit, and then I got back home, and a couple months later I got an email from Edward saying, hey, I'd like to come to America and visit Baylor and visit your church, and would it be okay if I came and stayed with you? And I was like, that'd be great. And so a few months went by, and about a week before he was supposed to come, I emailed the Edward that I sat next to, and I said, Edward, looking forward to you visiting. And he goes, who is this? I don't know who you are. And I said, uh-oh. And I said, Jamie, and this who's my wife, I said, Jamie, I, for, I might have invited some man from Africa to come stay with us, and I don't know him. I don't know who he is. And she's like, what? What are you doing? Um, but fortunately, I explained the situation, and she said, well, I visited with Edward at the conference, and he's amazing. He does all the work in the slums with the um, AIDS work and um, the microfinance program. He's like, he's amazing. And, and sure enough, um, this guy is a rock star. He'll blow your mind. He's a, just one of my heroes in life. And so you'll get to someday say I heard him speak at Baylor Chapel. So I'm excited and thrilled that you had that opportunity today. If you would, please stand with me as we begin worship with a call to worship. I'll read the text in gray, and if you would respond um, by reading the text in white. The kingdom of heaven is close at hand. Our Christ the King is coming. Let us praise God the Son. The Holy Spirit is sweeping through our world. And let us give praise for the power of God present here amongst us now. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. To trust in the Lord, I'm a strong mountain. They will not, they will not be moved. Those who trust in the Lord, I'm a strong mountain. They will not. They will not be moved. Though the world moves like man, oh Lord, I think for Jesus, you, you will not, not be changed. Those who trust in the Lord, of his mount Zion. Don't the world move like that? You 
that was written for the class of 2013 that we haven't sung in a while, so we thought this morning might be just as good a time as any to sing that together. If you remember the chorus, it says this. God's people say, Amen, Amen. God's people say, Amen. voice that chorus together. God's people sang, Amen, Amen. God's people sang, Amen, Amen. Here in this time, One is bearing the marks of your grace. Let minds awake, let gifts be stirred. The stories unfold, let our callings be heard. God's people say, Amen, Amen. God's people say, Amen, Amen. Is this the time? Is this the place where hearts might be open to a deeper grace? As past appear, born from above. May true selves find rest in the depth of your love. God's people say, Amen, Amen. 
God's people say, Amen, Amen. Now is the time, this is the place where wonder and questions are welcomed with grace. May every doubt, may every view be searching that leads us to wholeness and truth. And God's people sang, Amen, Amen. God's people sang, often true as we worship together is that our words aren't really enough to say what's real about ourselves or about the divine and so we look to scripture and we find there the right images the things that take us high enough and deep enough and far enough this morning we'll we'll join with saints really all over the world during these days reading words from Isaiah that help us remember what the situation is who we really are what it is God has done for us. These words will be familiar to you, I think. We'll read them responsively. I'll read in the gray as usual, and you'll read in the white. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. And we, like sheep who wander off and get ourselves lost, insist on our own things go our own way. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our waywardness. The punishment that brought us peace was laid on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Yet we are like sheep who wander off and get ourselves, always insisting on our own thing and going our own way. He was oppressed and beaten, Yet he did not open his mouth. 
like a lamb being led to the slaughter, and like a sheep before its shears, he took it all in silence. Yet we all, like sheep, wander off, get ourselves lost, always insist on doing our own thing, going to him. Let us pray. We keep getting lost, Lord, over and over and over, and you keep finding us. We keep doing our own thing, what it is we want again and again. You keep inviting us to your way. We keep making a mess of things as individuals and as a world, a big mess of things. And you keep joining us right in the middle of the mess and suffering with us for our sakes. Lord, forgive us this day. Heal us this day. And restore us that we might be a part of the world's restoration. Heal us that we might be a part of our neighbor's healing. Forgive us that we might know in this moment the depth of your love for us and be freed. Freed to live as you are calling us. This is our prayer We offer it through Christ who taught us all to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen.
came to Mark. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. What is it you want me to do for you? he asked. And they replied, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They answered, We can. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they became very angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers, lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I come from Africa, a context where being a pastor can be a very prestigious thing, but it can also be a very dangerous thing. Dangerous in the sense that uh, we still have communities and faiths that are intolerant to the Christian faith, and uh, prestigious in the sense that uh, the society bestows on you some of the privileges that uh, were accorded to Jesus in those days uh, because of the great things that he did. And uh, they would understand the greatness of the Lord, the greatness of God, and, and the power of Jesus. And uh, they would lift you and almost place you quite close to who Jesus is. And so if you found yourself in that situation, you'd probably be able to enjoy certain privileges like riding in the public transport free of charge and being called upon to offer a prayer before the buses take off because sometimes they can be dangerous roads. And so the pastor can enjoy the privileges of, of, uh, of what Jesus has done in the past and what he did. And in this passage, we get to see James and John uh, asking to have a position, a place, that they can be able to share in the glory of Jesus, just like you would find the privileges that we would be accorded to in Africa sometimes, in spite of the danger that that can come along with. Uh, and sometimes society in Africa will expect the pastor to be the answer to everything. The pastor knows everything he, he is able to do, everything. He's like the superman. Uh, and sometimes we don't. Actually, some of the people who are very ignorant can be pastors. <laughs> I'm one of them. I'll never forget a situation where I was driving to my mom's place, and uh, I had my niece, who is about three years old, and my son, Andrew, who is eight years old. And as we took a turn towards my mom's direction, uh, I just vaguely asked to keep the conversation going uh, loudly in the car, where does this road lead to? And uh, very quickly, my niece answered and said, to heaven. 
And I thought, what a pretty answer. As a pastor, I started glowing inside me and feeling nice and good that uh, my work as a pastor is actually taking root. And uh, for a three-year-old as young as that to have such answer talking about heaven, that's glorious. Any pastor would want everybody to be thinking and talking and sleeping and waking up just thinking about heaven. Uh, but as we were driving, uh, my son was very quiet at that point. You know, there were vehicles coming our direction. And uh, cyclists as well, cycling coming, or, you know, towards us and passing. And we were headed that direction, just, you know, us alone. And then my son pointed out and said, Dad, how comes these fellows are driving out of heaven so quickly? There must be something wrong in heaven. And I realized that made a big blunder and I was a fool. I didn't actually have the right answers to some questions. Uh, but that's what pastors are expected to do. They, they have answers to everything. They know everything. And uh, society expects them to do that. And so James and John have been with Jesus for this extended period of time. They have watched Jesus uh, heal the sick. They had actually seen him heal a leper in Mark chapter 1. They have seen him heal a paralytic man in Mark chapter 2. A demon-possessed man was delivered in Mark chapter 5, just as Jesus raised up this little girl. And as Jesus also cured this lady who had an issue of blood in Mark chapter 5, they had observed Jesus walk on water. They had also seen Jesus feed 4,000 people and so many miracles. And at this point, when Jesus tells them that he's about to be crucified, in the earlier parts of the passage, and then he tells them, listen, I will die, but on the third day I'll rise again. James and John feels, well, this is a great man. And I suppose we need to have a place in this whole film that he's going to be playing. We want to be stars in this film. And so they ask Jesus, can we can you allow us to sit one on your right and one on your left? We want to partake of this glory. We want to, to be there when things are happening. We want to be part of your glory. They see Jesus as acting this great movie, a superstar. And so they think, why don't we take part in it? But Jesus shocks them. He stops them at their track and tells them, you know that among the Gentiles, those, who, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be a servant, must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave to all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And so Jesus is telling them, listen, I did not come to be a star, but I came to serve. I came to be a servant. I did not come to ask for all these privileges. I did not come to load it over you, but instead I came that I may be a slave to you. I came that I may die for you. And friends, that's what Jesus is calling us to do even now, that we may serve him, that we may be a servant 
to him and not stars for him. It's very tempting to be a star because the glory of the moment can be so exciting. It is real. But service doesn't appear so glorious. In fact, you would probably not notice the fruits of your service until many, many years. Sometimes you may never even live to see the fruits of your service. And service too can be very costly. It may call you to lay down all that you have, the privileges that you have, or some of the privileges that you would ever want to have. It may even call you to lay down your career. And I'm not asking you to quit what you're doing now and, and just go out into the mission field. No. It may actually require you, after you have acquired all that you came to acquire, to finally lay it at the cross and say, Lord, I am willing and I am ready to serve you as I am, with and without what you have given me. That may be the cost of service. And to some, actually, the cost of service may mean you laying down your life. You may tell me, Pastor, how can that be? Jesus did that already. Yes, I have seen people do that. And some have done that out of lack of knowledge, ignorance. I remember when we started getting involved in HIV and AIDS in Africa, I've seen so many people die just because they were serving others that they loved so dearly. And they never knew that by serving them, they can very easily contract HIV and AIDS that has now made so many of them to pass away. In July this month, I lost a church member, a young lady of about, she was hardly 30 years old. And uh, she basically contracted HIV and AIDS, not because she lived a sinful life, but because she nursed her auntie to death. And at the point she did that, she never had acquired any knowledge on how she can protect herself from contracting HIV and AIDS. So after nursing her auntie, who died six years ago, she is now dead. Dead because of service. Serving someone she loved so dearly. And sometimes service may cost us our lives. And that's not a very easy thing to do. But nevertheless, that's what Jesus says. That I came to serve and not to load over you. And so I want to encourage you this morning to reflect on this. Would you want to be a star for Jesus? Or do you want to serve Jesus? I don't want to see any hands up, but I think I've made up my mind. I want to serve him. At whatever cost that will be. And I want to invite us that we would serve Jesus. In spite of all the temptations that would come and the strong pull for us to be stars for Jesus. We do that a lot in Africa. There was a moment when we had a mighty God, and then very quickly we acquired what we called mighty men of God. And now we have mighty, mighty men of God. So you have a choice. You can also be one of those. Because it's so nice to partake in the glory of Jesus, the glory of God. And that's very tempting. But I would invite us to be servants, that we would serve Jesus rather than be 
served by others. Shall we pray together? Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask this morning that you would shape us and fashion us to be vessels that you can use in your hands, that we would be fit for your service, and that you will always keep us focused even when the temptations are so strong for us to, to become stars for you or to want so much to partake of your glory and to share in it that you will keep us on the straight and the narrow path that we will always be reminded that we are called to serve so I ask this morning that you would help each one of us to have that perspective that we can serve and you have called us to be servants in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to invite you to stand as I close with the benedictions. And I want to do that in Swahili. I'm made to understand Bela actually has a Swahili class. And so for all those of you who speak Swahili and uh, perhaps share in my nationality, Kenya, I want to uh, invite you to join me in saying the benediction in Swahili. Okay? And so let's share in the benediction. Baba katika jina la Yesu Kristo na kuomba ukawabariki wapendwa hawa wanapoondoka mkono wao wako uwe juu yao ukawabariki ukawafariji ukakutane na mahitaji yao na ukawe baraka juu yao. Katika jina la Yesu Kristo nimeomba na kuamini. Amina. Amen. The Lord bless you.